So, okay. <laughs> so, so, here's the deal. Hi, guys. I was going to say, can you please say welcome back or introduce who we are? Because it's been a yeah, while. And, I mean, hi, hi. Watch it out with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. Yeah, it's been a while, you guys. Sorry about that. Like, normally we don't do this until end of year, like, from yeah, Christmas. But yeah. uh, we had a spur of the moment kind of break here yeah, in the middle we, of the year. We, it just got it got a little hectic, had some personal stuff. You know, we just, we just need to take, like, a middle break. Yeah. Just from everything, just to kind of live life, you know, get some shit together. Yeah. And, but now... We're back. And good for us because now we actually have some shows to review. We did. Like, it, it was it was dicey in oh, April, it was. May. Like, it was like, what are we going to actually review? Because nothing new is really coming out. It or was it getting, was coming out, but... It was getting hard to choose. Yeah, that too. That too. And then what we did is we just, like, scrapped a bunch of shit and just didn't do anything. So... <laughs> We took the easy way out, but and we're easing back into this. It's, it's we're not going full like video recording. Like we're we're doing just audio today. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're just we're taking easy. Yeah, we're you know you know you got to make it last when it's good. Ooh, you know I like where your mind's at. Um, or I mean, we didn't make it last at all, but it, we we abruptly quit this. <laughs> we we abruptly like Ooh. stopped, and now we're just we're just we're just trying to get it back up. You know, we're just we're just trying to work it. Post on Twitter and socials to come to explain. Maybe not. Maybe no, not threads yet. We, we have to know. We haven't. No, no, not explain like why we. But like, like explaining. You know, hey, we're back, and here's our new video. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, expect that. Um, so today, no party of three, but because you know, since it's been like a month. Oh, so, wrong button. <laughs> well. I'm sorry. It's you heard been, it here first, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's been a minute um, since I've had to remember which buttons are which. It's fine. But yes, no party of three today. But Aww. but but we have so much like stuff that we've like. Honestly, it's weird that we were like, "Hey, we need content," and basically we spent like the last four weeks just consuming content. I feel doing nothing but like like just watching random shows uh yes. finishing kind of finishing out drag race which yes like tons of stuff so I thanks mean, we're this, you guys we don't really have a docket today like we're, we're gonna review a show we might ramble we're, yes but we're, we're gonna review a show we're gonna review uh glamorous pride netflix cbs studios which is late for pride month yeah i know we're kind of like but pride is all year round boom like I say. say it preach it say it back <laughs> I'm gonna get up from this table and I'm gonna walk out of this office right now. Look, MJ, you're beautiful. Say it back. See, that's, that's all. I like that tagline. To, to be fair, say it back. Say like you had, to, you had to do a little shoulder. I like that, but okay, whatever. Sorry, uh, but yes. So we're, right now we're just really discussing. Like we're just gonna go through some of the things that we've consumed. So like, I think first off we have to get like obviously this is a TV podcast, mm. but we have consumed some video games. Yes. Um, I want to say I've consumed a couple. I, Star Wars. Star Wars. I, okay, so Star Wars we started, I think, prior to this, but then yeah. we've both beaten it since. Yes. Uh, did you Did you enjoy? Did I enjoy it? The story or the game? Okay. The uh, gameplay was great. But you didn't like the story. I don't... It, I didn't see what they were going to do at the end coming, but when they yeah. did it, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't like the cliffhanger uh, that, that there wasn't like an ending. It, I felt like there was, a, it, it was definitely a cliffhanger. 
we definitely know there's going to be a third one coming from this, obviously. That, yes. And I've heard they're going to have Cal Kestis rumored coming into like um, the Mandalorian. So he's going to be a character now because he's now canon in the Star Wars universe. Okay. They're going to use him in other things. I, think. I love that guy. I love Kim Monaghan. I believe it's his name. So again, it's rumored. I don't know if it's true, but I think it's the rumor is they're going to bring him in to uh, tie this back to shows. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But can we get a game that like finishes a story? <laughs> True. You know, like I think the first one ended. Actually, I didn't finish the first one, so I don't know. Um, the first one, no, it it, it wasn't a cliffhanger. It tied some things up, but also gave you an option. Yeah, like an open. It, it was like, hey, we went to this whole game to find this one thing. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to spoil. It. I have a whole video on my YouTube channel. That explaining, game came out like three years ago. It's fine. But here, look, I'm not. I'm gonna do a shameless plug. I have a whole YouTube video explaining the story of the first one. On, so go watch it. it's like 10 minutes um it's great I actually really i put a lot of time out of the video but it is literally you took this whole time to find one item you find it at the end and then they're like okay now that we've done that what like like they even asked the question now what do we do and i think that's fine this one like fully ended on a whole cliffhanger like a whole ass cliffhanger like i was like like i honestly was like is that wait Wait, we're done? Like, this is it? Oh, it, yes. It was like, I thought they were going to go a little further. I thought they were going to spend it maybe like with the daughter, maybe being like, what did you do to my dad kind of thing? But then like, they just ended it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the story though. It, it just, it, it just felt abrupt to me. But the next game. For you. What do you mean for me? Are you not playing it? What are you, Final Fantasy? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I have, I, I've been playing Zelda too. The Tears of the Kingdom. You have pl- well, I guess you could talk about that. No, no, no. Was, I, I, you have no... You can't really like comment on that one because you don't play. Yeah, Nintendo I can. Games. I can comment on it. Go ahead, talk about it. Um, shockingly good. I think it actually beats the original, in my opinion. You're right. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm there kidding. Go. I'm kidding. Go 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 go. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it's such a long game. There's so much to do. I'm I'm maybe 80 hours in and maybe like 25 percent done with the game. See, I, it's I, so much. I want to try a Zelda. I just have never. It's never clicked for me. So and here's the thing so the first so like these last two zelda games have been direct like sequels they've only done a couple times in the series okay um so the first one the plot was you woke up a hundred years after losing in a battle and it's a 100 percent open world go where you want when you want you can go straight to the final boss that was breath of the wild right yes okay you can go straight to the final boss the moment you start the game okay there are speed runs of beating the game in like a minute and a half because people can just like there um it's interesting because they took it to where like they started introducing like stamina bars in some of the older games they really have kind of adopted that into this so like if you're climbing a mountain you can only go so far till your stamina falls out and then you're like you drop or if you're gliding you have so much stamina like to hold they started implementing things where like your weapons have durability they will break after a certain amount of time so you have to be very conscious of your equipment and your stamina and your health. So it's a much different feel than some of the older Zeldas. Okay. This one, they took literally, it's called Tears of the Kingdom, the entire map of the Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild took 100 hours at least to like really get, like if you want to do everything. And they made the entire map originally, a duplicate map below it, and Sky Islands. So like, you just took like a hundred hour game and made it into like a 200 hour game almost. Oh, so you can just wander and do whatever you want for hours. 
Okay, I need like a guide. I I I, I like I, I like it. There well, is no like it. it there, there's, not there's, like guide, but I there, I like an over. I like an open world thing. Yes, but and maybe maybe I do like. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil like the plots for you. No, but, you're fine. But like in, in each game, there are like I said, you can go straight to the final boss if you want. There are four to five other alternative options to do plot wise that help. Like, and what I like about this is, so like in the first game, Breath of the Wild, if you went to do the other four plot points, they unlocked these big, almost like Zord-like things from Power Rangers. And they would, when you get to the final boss, attack him and take half his health bar away. So you'd almost be halfway through the battle when you got there because you took the time to go do these. If you didn't, no attack happened and his health bar was full. In this game, I've I've seen the ending a little bit. There's a boss at each of the four points. If you don't go beat that boss beforehand, you still have to fight it at the last boss. Mm-hmm. If you've beaten it beforehand and unlocked whatever, they're not at the final boss. I think I, I think with like open world, because I think the last one I actually played was like Fallout 4. Yeah. And I, I, I my brain, it's so weird because like right now I'm, I'm about to say like I, I need like a through line. I need you to tell me where to go. Mm. And I like an open world, but give me, give me like, Give me a a plot point, like not plot point, but say like, "Hey, this is one of your missions." Yeah, it does. And it does give that. me that, like, guide me. Yes, but let it be open. I, I like a mixture of that. I don't. I don't want to just wander. For no, no, no. Hours. It, it does that. So, like, like there's there's certain regions, like in the game, there's a region where they're like they all have different um, people. Like one's like a bird group of people. One's the Gorons. But so like you go there. And then that guides you through like the path that's supposed to be done in that area. But while you're going there, you might get sucked into doing five or six, yeah, five or six shrines. Like that I'm okay with. Okay, yeah. So it's very, yeah. You get points to I, where you're supposed to go and like direction, but then you can wander. I think I just need to, I think my brain, as long as my brain feels like there's progress being made, I think I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where my brain lies. No, you'll, that's, you'll definitely that's cool have. If, yeah. if that's if that's how it works which is which is nice. well and the one thing and the last thing i'll say about it is the one thing i like about this is you get a constant reassurance that you're doing something because the more shrines you do which help you get more hearts and more stamina or the more main plot points you unlock in the loading screen they add extra icons showing you things you've done so i mean yeah it, you get like okay you have like a hundred that's it you get a button no, no no you get like a like for instance there's a hundred badge on there's 120 shrines it'll say okay you've done 44 shrines you've done 50 shrines now. do you get new outfits because that'll be cool oh do you want me to go through the list in zelda how many outfits you get no thanks though there's probably 25 that's cute i do like an outfit change yeah i love like i, I will tell you that i do i i i, I fully enjoy like fully enjoy like a situation where like hey Look at these pieces. Let's put them together. You know, like I that's love what this does. I love like, and, and they, and they actually change. Like that's one of the things I think I'm going to, oh, I'm yeah. going to um, transition to final fantasy 16. That's one of the things I, I, I kind of am missing that I kind of would love about fitted final fantasy 16 is because you get to like have an accessory. Like you can build, like you have the belts, you know, you have mm-hmm. the bangles yeah, and everything like that. And I'm like, and that's the kind of thing that I liked about, god of war is that you had these like your person is just in the same outfit the whole time you know which in final fantasy you are but i guess that's not the point 
But I also think that it adds some realism to it. Yeah. If you aren't in the same outfit the whole time, to me. Or that you notice like a difference, like in where you can mix and match. Yeah. I would love that shit. Like, I love that shit. Well, I love I, that shit. I pull this up for Zelda. Like, you can see, like, there is, like, yeah, it's, there's a, it's pant, like Harry a shirt Potter. and a hat. But yeah, and then each one you can level up the right. stats. And if you wear them in multiple, like, yeah. if you are two, you get a bonus. Just like, like most video games. Exactly. I would love that for Final Fantasy, but that, but that's like the that's like the smallest complaint. I actually, this Final Fantasy, what they've done is they've made it very cinematic. It's very much like a story. It's you're very playing much a like movie. You're watching a movie. Yes, which I enjoy. The only thing I kind of am missing, I do kind of miss the turn based combat, but I haven't. I'm not like a Final Fantasy like stand. Like I've played. Yeah. How many have I played all the way through? I've played two, two and a half. I played ten. All yes. the way through, I played half of Ten Two, mm-hmm. and I played Thirteen, which I think is uh, is which I think a lot of people hated. <laughs> uh, I, and then I played a small piece of Fifteen, and I immediately didn't like it. Okay, so I've I've or Fourteen. If if we're talking about 15. all the way Fifteen, Fourteen was, that the was one with the, with the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't like fourteen that. was the online multiplayer. Okay. Thing. Uh, I, Ten, yes. Thirteen, yes. Fifteen, I beat. Seven. I think I beat it. And I never played any of the ones before seven. Yeah. Uh, but this one is, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying how Clive, uh, how the older he gets, the hotter he gets. Can we talk about it? Did um, I sent you the picture of the guy who does his voice, right? No, I sent you that. I sent to you on the app. No, I sent you that. But go look at the app. What app? TikTok. I sent you that. You sent to me in text messages. I sent you on the message in the app. Girl, I know what he looks Well, it's fine. I know what Ben Starr looked like. What's his name? Ben something. I don't remember his name. I think it's name. Ben Starr. Yeah. I don't, the voice of Sid is the one that, that's kind of broke my will. I was kind of like, oh. Because Sid to me, Sid is that daddy. I was about to say, yes. I figured and he would be. When I saw the guy who did his voice, I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping you would look different. Do you, you want to look it up? He's still like a great voice. Uh, Sid is hot. Clive is getting increasingly hotter. Even Titan is kind of cute. The big dude? Oh my god, he's kind of cute. It's just because <laughs> he's big. I just want I just want him to pick me up. Just oh. Pick, like just pick me up. You know? I'm, I'm sure. That's all. Uh but yeah, but so far I am I'm really enjoying I'm enjoying playing it. I I think I'm I think I need to change a couple things because there are some things that I I think I have like some of the very first like accessories you get, which you know basically kind of makes the combat part a little easier for you. Mm. Oh, like the rings of like where it, it, it lets you have more time to dodge or parry kind of thing. That I don't mind. Yeah, but what I but what it also does I think is it makes it easier to like like your special moves. It like it will it, you if you hold the button a little longer, it'll do it. Oh, <laughs> instead of you just changing, instead of you just like deciding, oh. I might have caught that cough on there. I'm sorry. Um, instead of you just like deciding when to do it, it'll mm-hmm. just do it. Okay. Which I don't hate, but I might like switch a couple things up. But so far, I am enjoying it. It's not really, I don't want to say it's a, I don't think it's a spoiler, but one of the interesting things about it is that as you come across these dominants yeah. who have like, you know, the powers, like the air powers, the summons, the, the, the summons the is the better word. Yeah. Um, is that as you go through the game, you get pieces of those powers, which is cool. Yes. Which is cool. But do, but you know what I miss? I miss being able to cast Kiraga. Like I miss kind of being able to to like I I kind of miss the because because to me 
they removed a little bit of the strategy from it. So, and here's the thing. Because, when, you know, when you went in, you had your party and you would yes. have like, I think the, I think a little bit of the strategy is missing. But I mean, you I, still have Torgal, your dog. You still get to right, get partnered he, with certain he, people. But Torgal basically does what he wants. Like you could ask True. him to do stuff. And then the other person in your party basically does what they want Oh, fully as well. independent. Exactly. So I like that to a point. I don't, I, I think it's different. And I, I think it's just because since I don't play Final Fantasy that much, I was ex- I wasn't I was expecting like a turn based thing, but I do remember that being kind of like the fun part. But I also remember how annoying and old it got to that every time you cast Kiraga, you have to watch the whole animation. So I get that. Um, every single time you, you cast it, you gotta watch the whole animation. Did every you time. Did you ever play every time Devil May Cry's? I tried to play the Devil May Cry Five. I didn't love it. It's so this is. This fighting style is either the exact is, is similar. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't like Devil May Cry, but this, but now that I'm thinking about it, it is pretty similar. I just don't think I, I don't, I think the story may have been too. Yeah, but 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 the, the combat system, it's like all action based. Like they want yeah. you constantly moving, constantly so fighting. Yeah, I do. But I'll tell you what I do love. I love the fact that you can see the creatures mm. before you, you know. Yes get involved with them because that was one thing i used to hate about the about the old one was like you would run 10 feet and then you would have to do a fight mm-hmm. and you'd fight like a bomb and then you'd be like okay great i killed that one bomb and then you would run 10 more feet and then boom look there's three more bombs i'm like look can we stop like it was just it felt like it was never ending like you couldn't get, get anywhere yeah so i like the fact that this one if i want to go kill all those monsters i can but if not i can just run right past them i don't care it doesn't matter like i like that but so far i'm enjoying um, so, and that's where I, I, you're probably further than I am at this point. I just got to where I unlocked like the super, like where you press R3 and L3 together. Mm-hmm. I just unlocked that. Yeah. So I'm probably, I think based off of what the number on my um, system says, I'm like 33% through like a third of the way. I think the number you're looking at, that's the time. Well, no, there's a percentage done and then there's time. Oh, well. So it has I both. Um, I'll, I'll take a picture check next time I log I don't in. Need to know. But like, I think it says I'm like like a, like a 32, 33 percent. So I'm like a third of the game through. Yeah, I'm probably not the same. But but I haven't unlocked any but, more any more like dominance for me. I've only gotten the the wind girl. Oh, and well. then I got Ifrit's little extra. So I haven't gotten any Shiva or Odin or mm-hmm. Titan. Probably coming. Okay. Um, what about shows? Have you watched any other shows lately? Um, I'm trying to think of what I've. Been I've watched tons. Of like new stuff, like that, so it's not even new. Like I've just consumed. I say a lot, more likely like two See, or three. With how busy everything's been with us, because Emily's been traveling for work and I was at work for a whole week straight and things. I've been sticking to either rewatching or like watching Wimbledon that's been on right now. Or I forget about Wimbledon. Yeah, I've been watching more. So like we watched the Stanley Cup while I was on. We watched Wimbledon. I I need to find a new tennis boyfriend. Um, what is it? Uh, and I, you probably don't care about this, but uh, one of the biggest players in the world for soccer, Messi, is has signed with one of the uh, United States Major League Soccer teams and is coming to Miami in this next week. I don't know what any of that means, but do you know what we should do? So I've been watching. We should keep an eye on. We should keep an eye on rugby schedules because you and I, mm, yes, we gotta do that shit. I, rugby's my game. Is is where's the closest team? Chicago, probably. I don't know. I think there's more than you think. I, I I think last time we looked up, I think Chicago was maybe Indianapolis, but I think Chicago was the closest. We may have to we may have to we might have to gaggle it and figure it out. Uh, um, but I I've watched. I will say there's three things I've watched. 
Sorry, what were you going to say? I was like, but like RuPaul is like the big one we've been watching. Yeah, but we always watch that. Randomly, I've been getting back into like, I hate a minute, but like Ghost Adventures is like a guilty pleasure. Like I was like, I don't even talk about that bullshit. This season's been hel- douchebag. This this season's been hilarious because the host has always been kind of like and douchey, I'm, douchey and a little bit of a pussy, and he always makes his his like subordinates to go do stuff. Well, this year they've been calling his shit out, and he's been trying to play. We'll play games to sit there and see who gets to go into this room alone. And they like play this one game where they like flip a cat next to a wall. He lost four times, and each time he's like, "Well, you moved too quick." Oh, I hit the rug, and he still kept losing. And finally, he went downstairs, and he's like, fine, I'll be a man about it. And he got downstairs, and I started a timer. 30 seconds later, practically, he just goes, okay, guys, I just saw something in the corner. You all have to come down here right now. Mm. And it's just funny to laugh at. Oh, well, how far with your ghost adventures? I did. Oh, the other one I had to start was uh, Gemstones. People keep telling me to watch that. It's okay. It was funny. I feel like I should at some point. We'll see. I just, I like David McBride, but I like him in doses. Yeah, yep. but I did hear that he is he's a main character, he's like a main character. So I'll it's, give it a shot at it's, some point. It's a good show. It's funny. Um but first I've been watching. <clears throat> you you were talking about sorry, I interrupted you. What, what are the three shows you've been watching? I've spent a lot of time on Prime lately. Okay. Like I watched the show called The Lake. I've seen the previews. It's two seasons in. Okay. And it's it's it was done in Canada because uh Julia Styles is in it of, oh. of Save the Last Dance fame. Of, that's uh, the one you go things to. I hate about you. There we fame. go. That's the one I know. Um, of Othello or O fame, um, and mm-hmm. it's it's about like this. Uh, it's about this lake, obviously. That uh, this gay guy, I believe his name is Justin. He and his family used to spend a lot of time there, um, but then he comes back to the lake because his estranged birth daughter, who was adopted, who he put up for adoption when he was a kid or he was younger, uh, is going to come spend the summer with him, and he finds out that their family cottage is now inhabited by his ex-stepsister. That's literally the description on IMDb. Really? Yes. Jake returns from living Justin? abroad. Sorry, Justin, yes. From living abroad in the hope of reconnecting with the bi- biological daughter that he gave up for adoption. His plan goes awry when he finds out his father left the family cottage to his stepsister. Yeah. So it's, like a, it's, the, it's them basically like, trying to like scheme each other out of this cottage mm. but it's kind of it's really kind of funny and i like that he's he's like un- unapologetically gay it's really cool uh it's two seasons of it i've actually really really enjoyed it okay half hour uh i laughed i giggled um i don't think i cried but it was it was actually pretty cute it looks and funny. It was cool seeing julia styles and stuff like that too yeah so it's kind of cool the second thing i kind of watched was also kind of prime it was freebie by way of prime mm. Okay. Almost like jury duty. Yeah. And it's called Primo. I have not seen the previews um, or heard this one. Primo. And if you can guess the ethnicity of the family by me saying Primo. Spanish. Hispanic, yes. And it is about a a guy. He's like 15 or 16. I think he's 16. And it's about him and his family. Like he lives with this mom. Okay. Who's a single mom. Yes. And he has like six uncles. And they're all like very different so they call him primo i guess i think primo means cousin okay. but 
they're his mom's brothers. So he's got you got like the one that's like that's like always in trouble, always going. You've got the one who's really in tune with the earth. You've got the one who yeah. works in a bank. You've got the one who's got the family. You've got the one who's being in the army. So and they're all like trying to give him like advice about random things in school, and they're all stupid and hilarious. I actually find it to be very funny. Okay, I didn't know what that was. I've seen one scene on TikTok where they're like. Don't tell your mother, but we cook for her. Like, cause yes. there's, okay. Th- I've seen that scene. Yeah. It's a cute show. Okay. I've enjoyed that. And then the third thing just came out and it is, um, the unauthorized story of the American gladiators. You have been telling me about this for the last Girl. week. So I know I keep changing what my sexual uh, awakening w- was, <laughs> And I still hold on to the fact that it was Jean-Claude Van Damme in the late eighties, early nineties. But can I also add the American gladiators to that list? I mean, grown ass men in like tight outfits. How how was I, how was I not able to? I mean, I mean, come on. Like I'm seeing it now. And I'm like, yeah, this was it. I was. I can't type. I'm laughing so hard. This was it. Like it's called Muscles and Mayhem. Thank you. <laughs> Such a bad name. And they actually got like a lot of the original gladiators to come back and like. And there's like and you get to know all like the back the behind the scenes stuff like um. There you go, Jeremy. Like in the first, to be fair, uh, so like back in the day, I thought Nitro was the hottest. No, 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 no. I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. Tower, Tower, look up Tower. Tower to me was the hottest um, American Gladiator. I think Nitro was like second. Laser would have been third for me. <laughs> yeah. They used to call him a Tower of Power. Um, I'm going to walk what? away. What? I'm gonna walk away. What? You Google him. Look at him. But that face. What about his face? Look at that face. The little goofy smile. That he's hot. That's. Her. Pull up one of his one of his good pictures. God, Tower, Tower was so hot back then. Go on. Yes. Wait, that's not Tower. Then who they pull? Okay, here we go. Tower. Tower was cute. Look at that face. Just go, go on. Like go on. Tower's my favorite. Tower came in late though. But uh and then it then it went nitro. So if you go back, you can see who nitro is. Just just click back. Oh, I had it over here. Um so nitro was one of the originals. He's on the left. Okay. And then laser was kind of an original, but not really, but mostly was on the right. Him and Nitro were actually best friends in real life mm. back then. Okay. Um now that would that would be my, my order of hotness back then. Now my order of hotness. Laser, laser is fucking gorgeous. Still, do I, do they have a recent picture? I haven't seen. Find one. find it. They only have those five of him right now. But do laser muscles and mayhem laser, and see if you can find him. Um, nope, that's Nitro. Um, so you could do a laser now or something. Or yeah, whatever. But. It's I I do remember I obviously I thought the guys were hot but I also thought that show was really really cool and it's really cool to see how it became so big and, and the things they did and like how how that whole thing came about it's actually like really cool to learn and to see there it is ah he's now him he aged very well look at that man don't shake your head at me look he, at that man he's daddy look I mean look at him I see him. He's got the gray beard. He's, oh he's my very god, much, he is so he's sexy. He's very much a dad. He is still so sexy. Like he is so gorgeous. Oh my god, that man. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this office. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with my computer. Just <laughs> and maybe it's because compared to all the others, 
But he, ugh. I was like, okay, he can still get it. I love the fact that we've spent half an hour so far You're on welcome. just the like couple things You're we welcome. talked about. But it is, but it is pretty interesting to, to like watch. It's only it's mm-hmm. a five episode limited series. Okay. Um, one of my favorite on female Netflix. Yes. Okay. One of my favorite female gladiators was Ice, and we found out in this one that she was she's actually gay. Oh. And like all the gladiators, this is just a cool piece to learn. All the gladiators basically knew yeah. and nobody cared. But like Sam Goldwyn. The company and like the owners. And, they, t- yeah. they they were like, you do not bring your girlfriend around. You do not do, you don't do it. Like it, we're not doing it. But everybody else was like super duper okay with Who it. Who the fuck cares? It was late 80s, early 90s. But still. <clears throat> and then there was also the fact that they were on national TV. Uh, their demographic changed from like mm. men 18 to 35 to like children i can you know I can and stuff like that okay. and, and, and obviously that's not a reason to, to no. say you can't do it and obviously the way this is this is done i don't know if they told her that at the very beginning or if they told her later or what the yeah, deal yeah. was but it was kind of but it was known amongst all the gladiators that she was gay and nobody cared but like the executives obviously did because they went on tour and they did the whole they did the whole they did the whole tour there's a specific, there's a look they're looking for i get it i i um, I, I can see where they're coming from they may not agree with it I mean, and you think about the time, and you're like, obviously, they told her she couldn't. Exactly. Her, so, yeah. Um, but she still looks, she still, she aged very well. She still looks so good. Um, but it, it really just interesting about how, like, like what happened to certain ones. Like, mm-hmm. in the first season, they had a whole different cast, and it was like, well, this person got hurt, and this person got hurt. Like, one of them was a. Well, uh, look at what they're doing. Like, well, in the first season, the girl was like, she was like an Olympic uh, cycler or something, and she, but she was kind of big, and she, like, they actually have video of where she like tore something oh. and it ended her career. Ow. Like her career, like her whole career was done. Wasn't there a whole thing where like you had to like on a rope, like do a spinny handlebar? There was the hand bike. Yeah. That was the, but that was the eliminator. But it's like, look at the, what they're doing. Obviously you're going to get hurt at some point. Well, that, it, that was, that was dangling and you would fall onto like a thing. Yeah. But that, but they also talk about that. They talk about how like, how like they didn't like, and in the first season, they had to do breakthrough and conquer, which is like you had to do a football thing. And they were like, "There's no padding of this thing." Like, it was like they built this show with with like not understanding the sports aspect of it or how to protect people or any of that shit. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's really interesting. Okay. But they're also hot. I'm, I'm still gonna go give it, and I a think chance. that I think that you could translate that guy into now, and he would still be hot. Okay. God, Tower was so Tower was big. Like he was like six, six. Okay, um, you guys. You know what? Stay tuned for <laughs> this week's review. Welcome back, everybody, to our first episode back from the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be reviewing, like we said at the top of the hour, Netflix original, glamorous. Whopper, whopper, get your whopper. <laughs> Can't stop her. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know the words. You know the words? Uh, BK, have it your way. You're welcome. Um, all right. So this show, actually, you know what? It's been so long. I'm going to let you do the description. I've done the last six times. Okay. I'm going to let you. So Glamorous is about a 20-something, I'm going to say, cisgender cis wait non-binary or gender not conforming gay male marco queer person um yes uh who is really in the makeup social media who ends up getting a job at one of the most well-known luxury makeup brands in 
the world. Mm-hmm. And it's about his journey through career, life, and love. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, did I do it? I do it again. Uh, Marco Mejia, uh, a, a young, young gender, gender non-conforming queer, queer person, person whose life seems to be stuck <laughs> in place until he lands a job working for legendary makeup mogul Madeline Addison. If we need to write generic synopsis of shows, so good at this. I'm just going to go to you. My new claim to fame, sir. So, uh, cast. Let's go to the cast. Uh, I was like, yeah, we know how this works. Jump right in. Um, Big draw. First person that I, reason I actually was okay with watching this and like first noticed it um, was uh, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Playing our, yeah. Playing uh, Madeline Addison. Yeah. It's hard to say. Madeline Addison. I I, want to say Madison. Yeah. It's it's definitely, I mean, they spelled Madeline different to make it Mm -hmm. more white. Because you know how it's like, it's like, oh, I get it. Maddie, Addie. No, I know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would have. I like the name. I think I would have chosen maybe something a little more like, I don't know. Like, well, and, and so in the show, um, Madeline Addison is an ex supermodel. Right. So Correct. I'm assuming that's a. So in my mind, knowing like some of the rumors I've heard about supermodels and actors, that might be a stage name. Like that may not be like. She, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not because like her son's name is Chad Addison. Oh, true. So, I, yeah. Unless her first name is. But yeah, but like we, when you think of her, I, I think of somebody like, I think of uh, like someone who. Crawford. Yes. Like a, like a, like a Cindy. Well, I don't know if there's anybody like her right now that I know of. I, the, yeah. only, the, closest I could, the closest I could think of right now would be a Tyra Banks because when mm-hmm. Tyra Banks is like mm-hmm. Molly mm-hmm. Kruger's over, she was like, what's next? Yeah. I'm going to do a TV show. I'm going to look for my for the next top model i'm gonna do that thing where in this one madeline addison you know after her supermodel days were over she's like what can i do next and her thing was i'm gonna start a luxury makeup brand makeup brand uh just to show people that i can do it right and we all know kim cattrall we all know who she is like Mm. we all know fierce queen uh if you want to go way back to fast times the rich about high in the the early 80s was that her huh i forgot that was her it it was either fast time or was porky's i don't remember which one she was in i'm gonna look it up but she was in one of those. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know Porky's well, but I know we're talking about high. early, early, early. Eight, we're talking about Mannequin, which was so good. Um, she was in Queers. Oh, duh. What am I talking about? Duh. Uh, the voice of uh, Hillary Duff's character in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Recently, she's telling the story. She is the Bob Saget. Uh, All right, let's start at the bottom here. I want to say it was Porky's, but I could be very wrong about that. Keep going. Um. Yeah, Porky's. It that's, was Porky's. Yeah. That's when I don't know. She us. showed her old ass in that movie too. <laughs> um. But yes. Uh. Next, which is more of our main character, mm-hmm. uh, was played by uh, Miss Benny. Yep. Um. And Miss Benny plays Marco Mejia. Uh. Is Miss Benny a they? I, I want to properly talk I, about Miss Benny. If we're if we're gonna talk in the present, um, uh, Miss Benny recently, I want to say the last week or two, came out as a transgender woman. Okay. So Miss Benny is a she. She. I think think to be current, I I would say she. I want to respectfully call her by what she wants to be called. And you guys, just so you know, we're going to flub this up because in the show, Marco is a he. And they go by he. And yes, they go by he, but Miss Benny, the the actress, is a a she. So we're going to flub this, talk going back and forth between character and and actress. Exactly, yes. Uh, But just so we can say at the top of that, just so you guys know, Miss Benny is a she. Marco Mejia. Marco Mejia. 
is a he. Is a he. Uh, uh, I think I could do Spanish if I really wanted to. And you, you can you get know, it. I could roll the R's. Uh, but Mark, I said, burr. There must be some troubles in the earth. We really have not been doing this for a while because we are on so many tangents. Uh, so, But uh, yeah, so Miss, uh, Miss Biddy apparently has music out. I'll have to find that. Yes, that we will. Later. We will. I keep forgetting. Uh, but Marco is has their fashion, has their makeup channel, you know, all on about YouTube. makeup on uh-huh. YouTube and, and, and on the socials. Has a little tagline that says, "You're beautiful." Say it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's currently working in a, like a mall kiosk, like like a yeah. Dillard's kind of selling like makeup. A Macy's. I would I would like, say probably like a Barney's. Miss Biddy's working at the uh, or Marco's working at the at the back counter. Yes, mm. uh, but selling glamorous. By Madeline Addison. Not just glamour. It, all, all makeup. But I thought the glamour was the mall, was the brand. There's a there's several brands. Because you know how you walk through that. You might not walk through that area very often to pay attention. Yeah. But when you walk through like the cosmetics area, there's different each counter. There's different. Like, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So she yes, But she's wearing. Only, that's what she said. She's only wearing glamorous. By correct. Me. Yes. Okay. That's what it was. Uh, uh, but she ends up. It, he in the show uh, ends up getting the chance to sell to Madeline. Right, which is how he gets the job as her uh, second, second assist, assistant. Which girl who needs two assistants? Uh, uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, exactly. So they're definitely, they're never taking some cues from that. Yeah. Uh, our next person is the first assistant, played by Jade Payton, who plays Venetia. Yeah. So let's describe Venetia. What's Venetia? She's a bitch. Okay. Sorry. I just went right in for the knife. Just I think that's racist because she's also black. D- um, How the hell is that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but Venetia is the is the first assistant to to Madeline Addison. She's been there for three years. Yep. And she's, oh, in her in her terms, I've given her my life. Yeah, three years. And she is not really. She goes back and forth feeling this type of way because she remembers that the way she got her job is she became second assistant, and then she replaced. The first assistant. Yes. So she feels she goes back and forth during the series because she's like, well, if Marco's here to replace me, wh- what's going on with me? Am I getting promotion? Am I getting fired? What have you? So yes. That's so she to me is if I didn't explain her, she is like she's an ambitious career woman. Like she's wanting to know what's next. But here's the thing: she, you can be an ambitious career woman. I get it and everything, but she is always looking out for number one, no matter what it takes. It's her ass and no one else's. But I also think you have to understand the racial aspect of that here because as a black person i'm not saying her her behavior was okay which we'll get into but i'm thinking but like 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 what she does later in the series like I, the I shit get, she I get does that. but the but the 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 thing of i look out for myself because nobody else is gonna do it that is how some how most black people think because we don't have that privilege we don't have the privilege of saying I'm gonna have to safety net, or somebody's gonna catch me, or I'm white and I can do this and this and this and this. I but I have to look out for myself because nobody else is going to. That's so I fine. understand her thoughts on on why that is her meaning. Thing is like I have to look out for number one because nobody else is going to. Okay, but we can get deeper. Yes, but yes, that's Venetia. And, I'll, and can I say that I actually love the name Venetia? Uh, yes. Do you? Good name. I know. It's like if it's it's kind of like it's not too you know too. Mm. See, I wonder. I don't know why I'm doing this. I rewatched Shit's Creek recently. Oh, I think I'm God. like picking up all of like Alexis's bullshit. Ah, you notice that like my hands have been like. Burr, and burr. It's, mm. <laughs> David, mm, David. Did you know she only says "eel David" twice in the whole series? Yeah. 
Uh, next. Uh, next we have is going to be actually Madeline's son, Chad, played by Zane Phillips. Zane Phillips was from Fire Island fame. What was he in? If I remember correctly, he was in Fire Island. What, what was he in Fire Island? Like the hot muscular guy. <laughs> oh, the one that they like. Oh. Um, I can't remember. He was the one that tried to uh, that tried to mess with uh, this guy. Yes, he tried to mess with Matt Rogers' character in the movie. Where he had like the video and played. He tried to video. Oh, him. yes, that was who he played in Fire Island. I not recognize him. He looks fully different. Like, look at his picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had looks... a mustache. He was all like, like yeah. He was very like rugged and stuff. And this one, he is extremely clean cut. Clean cut. My mind is is hurting right now looking at that because the moment I got done watching this show like fully and seeing who was in some of the later episodes, I looked at Emily and I was like, I want to go back and watch Fire Island. Yeah. I was, said that. It was a lot. But yeah, he was in that. He just he's just fully clean cut. So, OK, uh, so Chad is the director of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to a good school and everything. But obviously, when he got out of school, his mom gave him a job. And he is. So he's the director of sales. I think I would describe Chad as like. I, I like that they could have made him like Chad's this a dumb. bro. Like he 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 is, but they but they didn't make him like dumb. I don't think. I think he, I think he's oh, just he's highly intel intellectual. Wow. Yeah, he's very optimistic. He is yes. a little weird, and they do play this joke, which I think is kind of funny. It's like I'm because he's gay, and it's like I'm gayer than you think. Uh, which is a running, like you said, joke the entire series. Right, which I think is kind of cool because I'm like, because I, I think that's one thing this show did well is mm-hmm. this show showcased that there are many different types of queer people. Yes. And that all of them are different. All of them are different, we're all different flavors, just like ethnicities and anybody else. Just like you could put eight, eight white people next to each other, but they're all different somehow. It, I, I think it was very cool. But what did we learn about all? That. But what did we learn that all gay people have in common at P Town? They all like to wear drag. I'm joking. Not all of them. I'm joking. Like, but I do think that some of them would like to do that a lot. Just from watching Instagram. But yes, that's Chad. Next, next we are going into. We gotta start flying. Yeah, next <laughs> we have so many people. Okay, uh, next we have uh, uh, Aisha Harris playing. Brick. Look at you. You you got that one good. But say that say that again. Aisha. Yeah, it's almost like what was the one that you didn't know? Oh my god, what was it? What was that? What was that one name? You were like, we have Terrence, to fly towards Torrance. Ter- but what's the name? Who was it? Was the <laughs> last? Was the last show we did? Just, we uh, I was like, that ain't her name. Terrell. It was Terrell, and I was like, that is Terrell. <laughs> but no, Aisha <laughs> Harris playing Brit. She is one of the designers <laughs> here uh, uh, at Glamour. So she actually does like the marketing um, and the packaging yeah, she's design. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, plays Brit, a, yep. a, a, a lesbian character. Yep, and uh, and we find out love interest later to Benicia, right? Who is a bisexual character? Yes. They try to hit all the letters, ain't they? Bump, bump, bump. There's bum, your bum, L. Bum. There's your B. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, we'll, 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 we'll go to Michael, uh, Michael Sue Sue Rosen, who plays Ben. And uh, Michael Rosen was in um, Pretty Smart, and if I remember, I feel like he was our Bay of the Week. Yes, on that show. he was. And he played like, which is funny because he actually played a character that was just like Marco in uh-huh. this. Like social media obsessed, had all the followers, was was pretty flamboyant, and this always one, had the like good look on. <clears throat> yes, yeah, and in this one, he's playing like a little dorky. He knows Star Trek. He's your dorky gay. Can I can I put out there? A one the comment that got me for him was if Kirk can forgive the Klingons for killing his son. I was like, okay, you a whole other level of nerdy. 
Yeah. And like he's like, oh, I'm the dungeon master. I can't leave my group out, blah, blah. I was like, okay, you that nerd. Yeah, he's a D&D gay. He's, he's a gamer. But then you go to like underwear night and he's like, oh, I do CrossFit. And I'm like, okay, he got like a body. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's like, he's like nice. He's like, he's, he's nice. He's like, he, he had undercover, ar- undercover arms. Yes. I will say that. But Ben also, Ben plays uh, kind of like a love interest to Marco as well. Mm-hmm. Um, unexpected. But he also works next to Brit as a, like a marketing. Yeah. He does so more like the digital. More Photoshop. So like, yes, like the big photo. thing we see is um, when they're doing a, an ad campaign, he has to um, alter a tattoo. That's right, on right, 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 Exactly. Right. right. Um, and then our last character, you guys. Oh, I'm not even going to. Nope. Is Graham Parkhurst. And he plays Parker. And Parker is another love interest of Marco. There's only two. Um, and Parker, Parker is self-described in the show as like the finance bro. So yes. he is your gym guy like you're hot probably frat guy like it, it like marco uh marco call like calls him straight boy because if you ever saw him you'd probably be like oh that's a straight guy well he, he wears like the like the monotone colored suits he's very professional he he dresses he's as a, he, yeah as you would assume one would for like a finance bro yeah i think if you put him in chat next to each other you'd be like okay that makes sense they're both like if you saw them both next to each other you'd be like they're both straight guys yeah but because of the way they present and the way they look. But he is uh, also, uh, he's a love interest for uh, Marco. Marco. So let's finally get into the show. Ah. I have to, I have to call out though. I know she's not, she's not in the character. She's not in the show the most, but I have to call out Diana Maria, uh, Diana Maria Riva. Mm-hmm. Oh, Diana Maria Riva. Uh, she plays Julia, who is Marco's mom. And yes. I actually really, enjoy, I'm going to just say, I just, we're not going to talk about her a lot, but I enjoyed her a lot in this because, the last thing she was in was in Dead to Me with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. She played the detective that was actually helping Christina Applegate at the end. Oh. And she was so good in, in, in that show that when I saw her in this, I actually was very excited. I okay. actually wish she had more to okay. do yeah, in yeah. this show because I do like her. Comedically, she's great. Sorry. Oh, she go. did. She was great. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, get into the show finally. <laughs> and I will say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now, Spoilers, I'm trying to spoil as little as possible, but for some of my possible rants that I might have about some of these characters, I might have to talk about some of the things they done, did in the show. Okay. Um, so we, like, so as we said earlier, we, we, start this, we start this off where we see Marco's like, you know, an upstarting influencer. Yes. Life has real no real direction. He's like live, 300 followers on YouTube. Live with his mom. He's 22, 23 years old. Yep. You know, like. Lives real, out of the city in Jersey. Yes. So, you know, just trying to make that life. And he runs the Madeline Addison at, you know, the makeup, makeup counter, mm-hmm. sells him some stuff. Exactly. He gives her, you know, he says something to her that kind of inspires her to say, you know what, maybe you're right, you know, because um, she feels like she's going to shop because she's, in her opinion, she wants to get to know the mentality of her client. Exactly. That's, thank you. Thank you. You packaged that very well. Yeah. So that's where, so Marco summarizes what she thinks is like the most recent up to date like in touch with my clientele. Right. He's like he's like he's like your brand is great, but blah 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 blah. Exactly. And because of that she, you know, hires him on as a second assistant. Yeah. Cuz he has an opinion, a point of view. Right. Exactly. But and as we go further through the show also can we talk about uh Ricardo Shavira? Is it Shavira? Who plays Teddy, her uh her driver? <sighs> Just, from who was he? Who what has he been in recently? He's somebody. Um, I, I'll look it up. But I, yes, I sorry. I, I keep going off. I keep going off. Uh, off script. What is he? Scroll, 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 sorry. scroll. Get that man. Uh, Desperate Housewives. Oh, he was he was a evil Agorious husband, and he was Sergeant Carver in Dead Space Three. 
don't know the fuck that means. He's that's the game Scroll you played. For the, not, what game? I didn't play that game. Dead Space? No. Oh. You're thinking Mass Effect. Oh, I am. It does look like Mass Effect though. I'm with Chicago you. PD, Selena the series, uh, Narcos, Tournament. Oh, he was Freaky Vargas and Scandalous. Yeah. <sighs> okay, good. Never mind. But I love him. Um, but what we learn, you know, going through the show is we learn that uh, right now, Mattis's company has a deal on the table for a bigger company to buy them. Because they are hemorrhaging money. Yeah, she didn't know, but Chad kind of kept it from her. They were hemorrhaging money, and they were like, we might not make it through the year. So this sale is very, very important because Madeline has been wavering on mm-hmm. it you know, because she wants to keep that creative control, and she's not sure. Yeah. So they've been wavering on that. So a lot of the show is about them trying to make sure that they look profitable to this big company, Vindemere. Uh, to, to get make, the most. Right. To get the most out of the sale. Yeah. Um, and introduce real <laughs> quick, the, and we'll, just, we'll, we'll touch on this real quick. The person who is, I guess, representing Vendemir. The consultant. Uh, is Nicole Power from Kim's Convenience. Yes. She played Shannon in Kim's Convenience, and she basically is Shannon in this. They should just name her Shannon and not McKinley with two Ys and two Ns. I'll say, like, as Chad puts it, that's a really uh, random assortment of Ns and Ys in there. <laughs> McKinley. My God, um, but she's trying to broker the sale. She's trying yeah. to. She's her as as she stated. Her job is her job was to do two things: was to keep the price down for Vindemir. Yes, and the second thing was to make sure the sale went through. Right, because yes, 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 yes. So she's obviously just trying to vet everything. She's looking at their books. You yeah. know, she's trying to figure out everything. But when they find out that you know they're hemorrhaging money they've got to figure out a way to kind of like make themselves profitable again. Exactly. And this is where Chad tries to jump in and do <laughs> glamor coin. Yes. Which we all know that cyber coins are fucking bullshit. Uh, but they all end up, not really end up, but Marco kind of has this idea of a pride campaign. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously this, this show came out during pride month, so right. we understand why, but it was trying to show like, Oh, we can get into pride, but the big hiccup is because they are a luxury makeup brand. Right, they don't do pride campaigns. That's for newer, no other smaller luxury, startups. Yeah, and no other luxury brands do it either. Which I w- I need to go back and look. I never noticed that like a Chanel or something has never done a pride campaign. I don't yeah, think I don't, they have. I have to think. I have to go back and look. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they have. Um, but yeah, so that's where it kind of it kind of I was kind of like. Okay, I get it. Like we're gay, yeah, and which was fine. Like I, it, it didn't bother me, but I was just kind of like, I was I, for me, I was like, I wish there was a more creative way for them to do it. Because at this point, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, and I understand. I'm like, everybody's gay, and I get it, and I love it. I love the fact <laughs> that everybody is some flavor of queer. Yes, and I think that that's great to me. I don't think it's overwhelming. I don't think it's stupid. I think that it's great that the only straight person that we interact with constantly or consistently is Kim Kardashian's character. Uh, Marco's mom and Teddy the driver. Well, and I guess the person that she dates, James, for Kim Cattrall's. Oh yeah, love interest. Yeah, um, who was hot by the way? Mark Declan could have got it. <laughs> Shut up. He was hot. Is that the fifth one this in this episode? Fifth one? No. As you said, it's hot. He could, like. There's only like tower. I mean, I mean laser. Oh, and this whole but, episode. That's with the show. No, but tower is hot, and so is nitro, and so is laser, and laser's hot now. <laughs> Get over it. Uh, uh, but yes, so they decide a pride campaign. Oh, yes. Uh, but the other part of that is Venetia, who is 
you know, going back and forth, she decides to try to have an idea for Madeline as well because she's trying to get, she's trying to step up. She she's trying to save her. She she because she thinks she's going to get fired, so she's trying to make herself more valuable. So so let's let's let's, let's, let's since you brought up Venetia, thank you for bringing that conversation yeah. back around. Let's start with the first thing. Girl's so paranoid, she starts to try to hack her boss's computer to see if there's a possibility she's getting fired. Right, but 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 also she she is a little bit of a contradictory character to me because. When Marco comes in, obviously Madeline is like listening to him. Yes. A lot. Yes. So Chad feels some type of way. Exactly. So Chad actually tries to get Venetia to team up with him to, to destroy Marco. Yes. And Venetia, to her credit, is like, nah, kid, I'm not doing that. This kid is just trying to, you know, try to make, make, try to make the way to business just like me. But, but then so, 30 minutes go by and she decides to change her, her tune. I don't think that's, I don't think 30 minutes go by. I think she's just like, I'm exaggerating for like a point here, but like, but she changes so quick. I think she, she does flip-flop because I think her thing goes from like, I shouldn't be trying to destroy Marco. I should try to make myself more valuable. I should try making, I should try showing Madeline what I can bring to the table besides just being her assistant. I need to show her why I need the promotion. Uh, fine. but then Which you, to me is the best way to go about it. Yes. And to be fair, she was successful at that after you, like some bullshit. But but but, 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 but in, in the process of doing this, she decides to first off to see if she's even in a, in a possibility of being fired. Decides to try to hack into her, her boss's computer. Strike one. Who she gets stopped by Brit. Mm-hmm. And Brit puts a little sense into her. Yeah. Um, so then she openly comes up and starts talking to Michaela, the broker for the sale. McKinley. Sorry, thank you, McKinley. Um Don't spoil all that. But then, then there's a whole like side plot of like oh, Venetia does we'll just say Venetia uh Venetia likes to in Big Brother terms. Venetia's trying to play both sides of the house. But no, like like the, the, no, it was it wasn't like the end point. It was like the are you gonna take the um, meeting with Revlon? Well, yeah, the first one. But but what I'm saying is like she she's trying to play both sides. She's trying to like she's trying to say, oh, I'm in good with this side of the house, but I'm also kind of on in the background trying to like make yeah. sure I'm the one that comes out on top. Yeah. So she's playing both sides. But then but then this. she does come around and like makes the right decision and she presents her project to. Madeline and they make a, a the first ever well let's not clean that, that, makeup that, that, like yes like she gets her 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 chance to show why she deserves the promotion right but then decides to do something stupid at the end yeah she uh, that, and that's why that's why I was saying like she's she's flip flops she's she's trying to play both sides of the house because of her own insecurity and because she has that thought that she has to look out for herself which to be honest, is a theme with Madeline as well. Because if you think about it, Madeline was the same. Like Everybody was like, let us help you, let us help you. And she's like, I start this company alone, I can fix it alone. So there's a lot of that insecurity that plays around this. I, I am not excuse. You, you, you're looking at me like like I'm saying what Venetia did was okay, and I'm saying it's not. Okay, okay. Because I, that's it's what not, I was trying to make. Like, but I'm telling. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have a conversation with that's you. That's fine. About the whys I, of why she might have done some of that stuff, and also how <laughs> I understand her thinking okay. and why I get why she would have done it. Sorry, that doesn't make it okay. I thought your end point was going to be that's why I see it as not being terrible. I thought you were going to be oh, like, no, 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 oh, no, no, okay. No, no, okay. I was I, fully pissed. Like okay. I, I was like, I was like, bitch, get your shit, get your Ooh, shit. That was the look I out. was giving you. Like, okay, I, I mean, I, I was getting ready to exhale. I was going to set her car on fire with her shit in the car. Like, Ooh, I'm, I'm with okay, you. we good. I'm just saying, I I understand when I, when I pull back and look at her point of view. I'm like, I get why you did every single thing you did. Okay, even though your shit was whack. Okay, like crack. 
Then I've said everything I need to talk about Venetia. Right. Uh, let's jump into the other love triangle. Yeah. So there. So we know at the very beginning, like Ben, if, if not if not a thing, but we know Ben has eyes for Marco. Like immediately, Ben sees Marco and he's like googly eyed. He he gets them stars. Like oh right. Hi. But then enter Parker, who is you know unexpected for Marco. Marco's we learned Marco's never had a boyfriend. Marco's never like been in a relationship or any of that stuff. Exactly. So there's that triangle that comes up, which uh. Which you know we we kind of go through that relationship like we 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 really get to go through Marco's first yeah relationship you know we see some really cool tropes as well because you know you you look at Marco and Marco in this show is you know Marco's wearing heels Marco's wearing crop tops Marco's wearing like you know Marco has his face beat to yes. the gods yeah like like he does and then you see this guy like Parker and you think there's no way that this guy would like someone like Marco exactly but they do a really good job I think of like of like really wrapping that in into that. I think they did a really good job well, kind of with the relationship. And I even told you like when I, when we first started watching this, I looked at you after meeting Parker and I was like, I feel like he'd be into like the gym dudes. Right. Which like, I, that was my very first impression of like, he's not in the, the Marco thing. Right. Right. Um, which, uh, which, which makes sense as well. But I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know, but I, I kind of went along for the ride. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing with this, with this relationship. They're trying to do that. And I, I, I get it. So I actually kind of enjoyed how they how they kind of played that relationship. I do think toward the end, it became a little too convenient, some of the things, but I was also okay with it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Parker? Um, so, so this is where the whole triangle in general like, is what annoyed Emily because she watched it with me, and I kind of got annoyed because as Parker was such a good gaslighter. Like, everything he said to me. And this is where I don't know dynamics of gay relationships, but then I have to think, this could be any relationship. It could be any relationship. Exactly. This could be... A, so, <laughs> I just... When when somebody is so good at bullshitting, like Parker was to me... And see, I don't know if I thought he was good at bullshitting. I think what I thought was, like... I think he really thought that he was that he was giving... And a he, little bit. He, but well, before you like, I mean, and this, this is why I say bullshit. He always had a reason to why his bad behavior was acceptable. Right. But I also don't think, I also think that his reasoning for some of his stuff made full sense. However, mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like after you realize that your behavior is incorrect, yes, you need to fix it. Yes. And I think what his thing was is like, he would understand his behavior. He would understand, or he would say he understood why his behavior was, was incorrect and why it was wrong. And then he would, what he would do is he would say, okay, I'm going to fix that. And he would fix it, but he would kind of back off and say, okay, well I did that. And now I don't have to really do it anymore. So he would never stay consistent with the things he was fixing. Does that make sense? Yes. Gotcha. So that's why Parker was like, you know, that's, that was the weird thing with, with Parker. But I under, also understood Marco, who is like, this hot dude. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a relationship, ever. But this hot dude yeah. wants me. And maybe not all of me, for whatever reason, but he wants me. And yeah. no one else has wanted me like that. This kind of, this guy, this man. This whole, muscles, full, full on This man. whole last man. <laughs> oh. With this jawline. Wants me. Then you would put up with some shit. I've done no. Like you would just, you would you would put up with but some that, stuff. And so that's where it. and that's so, so he led Marco on, I think, a majority of the summer, which in turn led to Marco leading Ben on, which really got 
under my skin because then Marco came off as kind of an asshole. But I also, I, I, I a lot of it is, is Marco's naivete and his, his not really, I mean, he says it a few times. He goes, I've never done this before. I've never been in this situation, which I fully believe. No, and, I, I'm, and fi- I'm so, fine yeah. with that. But it's the fact that when you're talking to Ben after the, um, I guess the pride night and he was like, I was not looking for anything serious. And then you go straight to Parker for something serious. Like at least be honest about I, your thing. I think what Mark, I think Marco is, 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 is kind of projecting what Parker is projected onto him. Cause he doesn't know what else to say. Okay. But I don't, but I, I, I'm, I, again, I, I am not yeah. saying it's correct. No, I, I, I get that. I'm saying, I think I understand why I'm understanding why Marco would say that because he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He also is kind of like picking up what he's learned from somebody else from his own relationships, but he just doesn't know what, to, I really think he just doesn't know what to say. But if we go any deeper, we'll, we'll spoil that whole yes. trial, So, But I will say one of the good things before, before we run into anything else is like, I'm so excited that Joel Kim Booster uh, who was who was in Fire Island mm-hmm. and Matt Rogers actually showed up in this show, oh, yeah. in this episode, which I think is really so cool. Funny. I'm starting to really enjoy Matt Rogers just popping up in things because I used to listen to I listened to her, to her podcast Lost Culture Recess, and if I'm being fully honest, if you'd asked me two years ago, I would say he kind of annoys me. Really? But, yes. But the more I've listened to that podcast and the more I've seen him in things, I appreciate like his humor and I appreciate his voice and I appreciate just like, I just, I think I've turned around to really, just really, really, really enjoying him. Like I just enjoy him. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. Uh, their most recent, I'm, I'm plugging their podcast for some reason, no, go ahead. but the most recent, it was just him and miss Benny actually. Um, and I've only got about half of it, but it's just, it's just so, he's just so funny. Like after watching his Christmas special, it's hilarious. He was in Q Force, was in Q Force, which mm-hmm. was cool. Like him being in that show on Showtime that got canceled and it shouldn't have. I forgot what it was called, but it had Wanda Sykes in it. And, um, I love that for you was what it was called. Oh, he was so okay. good in that. Like, I just, I love him now. I think he's great. And Joel Kim Booster, I think needs to be in more things as well. He, 100%. I, I believe he wrote, he either wrote Fire Island I think he wrote it, but I, I enjoy him in everything I see him in. Which is only, which has only been like the two things, but the other two, I want him to be Island, in more things as well. Glamorous, what's he been in? Loot. Oh, okay, yep, I watch him in that. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, it's Apple TV. Yeah, but I but I do but I do enjoy that episode was actually pretty fun. I'm going to P Town and stuff like that. So can we, can we just real quick just the I'm Jeff and I'm Jeffery. Yeah, and like you just. Like the fact that he couldn't say like the extra syllable in Jeffery, like, oh, that was funny. Yeah, um, but if 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 I had to go through this show mm-hmm. and pick out someone that I thought was like a bay of the week, someone who honestly stuck with me, yeah, I find that hard because I liked a lot about all the characters. What about you? That you might not Sorry, have that I was gonna let you finish your conversation before I interject. That was it. Oh. Honestly, I leaned towards the two characters to me in the beginning that made the most sense and were the most like grounded. And that was Ben and Brent. I liked them in their conversations. I do think that when you think about grounded characters, Ben and Brent were the ones who have who, who were like the most like, and I don't want to say the word normal, but they were the most like 
I don't want to say realistic, but they were the like I think when you have a character like Venetia who's so over the top, exactly. you have Marco who's so over the top, you have Chad who's so over the top. Yes, you need those two characters that are kind of like going to bring that down. And I, I agree with you, Ben and Britt really kind of brought everybody down to say, "Hey, let's ground this a little bit." And that's where, and even towards the end of the, of the series, you kind of see that like Marco, Chad, and Venetia were very much like the inner circle with Madeline at the end. Like mm-hmm. it was always those three. Um, so Ben and Britt kind of like got scooted to the side. And I, but do, I, we, do we have do let me let, let, let me posit this okay? Do we have our first repeat bay of the week? I was getting to that point because in the later episodes, Ben starts kind of coming out of the, his shell. He starts dressing a little bit more, going out being more adventurous. Well, he dress a little bit more, but he well, still but, wore flannels over t-shirts. But like, like when he went out to like like the uh, the night when they uh, went with Mark on a date, and he wore the dress. And then he like put drag. What? Yeah, they put on like the dress with like the little like tie belt from like Brit's closet. That was a dress. That was that was like a suit. Was it? Yeah. Oh, uh, Brit dressed him. That wasn't him like doing anything. She Fine. just dressed him for for that event. But yes, but like um, but like became more bitch. Like I think he had a little makeup on. She did that for him yeah. because it was because it was a bit about makeup. And then he did, but then they did the whole drag scene on Pete in P Town, like. But I think everybody secretly wants to do drag. <laughs> I think every gay guy secretly wants. I secretly want to do drag. But like, it's not a secret anymore. But I, I'm like, I would love to do that at least once. But but all these is like 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 Ben just kept being more entertaining, and I like to see him more. So that's where I was gonna. I was even gonna ask the same question of like, can we do a repeat? Yeah, we were doing it. It's Michael Rosen. He was cool. I love this um, guy. He's great. Yeah. Um. So watch or not. I feel like I'm, I feel like we're gonna have a vast, a very vast opinion on this, and I don't want to go too deep. But I, I will say, I, I do want a second season of this, and it's it's, it's part of the reason because this is a show where ninety percent of the characters are queer of some sort. Yeah, I want it because of that. Was this show, you know, were there some cliche moments? Yes. Were there some moments that were really predictable? That were really predictable? Yes. Was was this? Did this show kind of have some instances where it couldn't really find the ground on how camp it wanted to be or how how off the wall it wanted to be and how, you know, yes, were those things that were infuriating about it? Yeah. But to be able to see a show where 90% of the characters are not only queer, but also people of color, that to me is just like, I have to celebrate a show like that. Because mostly because this show wasn't like, it wasn't dog shit. Because if it was dog shit, I'd be like, Sorry, it's not. But this show is actually a good watchable show, in my opinion. So I love, I'm going to come back again to like the story was was a pretty good story. I thought it was very cute. I thought it ended very, very well. And I think that some of the writing was a little, but I like the actors. And again, I'm going to say, like, obviously it's a podcast that you can look, you look this up. But out of the seven characters that we talked about, the seven main characters, four of them were people of color. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, Kim Cattrall, or Teddy, her her driver, who's in a few of the episodes, person of color. Marco's mom, obviously, uh, Latina. Um, and then the fact that out of the seven characters we talked about, initially, six of them are queer of some sort. Like, I just think that's so cool. And I love that for a show like this. So I say... Please, I say support it, watch it. Um, is it going to be the best show uh, that you ever come across? No, but you're going to laugh, you're going to giggle, you're going to have some fun. Okay. You're homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Bef- 
before I even comment. Yeah, you had a pause. This show to me is 100% an example of a show that could have done eight and been fine eight episodes and not gone to 10. I feel like the 10, like the nine and, and 10 were a little much. We're going to stop using that as an excuse. I'm going to give us a watch. Really? I, I enjoyed the show as much as I got annoyed by some of the characters and the choices they made. Yeah. I still was invested. I still want to see what happened at the end. I still wanted to see how they pulled this out. I was invested in the twist and things. Now, however, I do want to see how they set this up for season two because they threw in, like, at the very end, Chad's dad possibly coming in. They threw in another influencer, and I'm like, oh, is Mark going to have, like, a chance to, like, go be an influencer and leave the company? But, like, like, I don't know what the story continues on to be. I get that. And I could see it being very bad. I don't know if I can see it being very bad, but I, I I will say like the story. I will say that do I I don't know based off of how the show ended. Do yeah, w- what can I foresee with it? What they will be doing next season? No, I agree with you exactly. I'm not sure. Um, but I will give it a watch because I enjoyed the characters. I it did have a fun plot to it. Yes, there were some points where I was very annoyed, but the same yeah. like you, like the story yeah. was was annoying to a point. The writing wasn't great, but they always really seemed to rein it back into it after a certain amount of time. If, can, can, I make, can I make this statement? Sure. I think the story was a, was a solid story, but I think there were times where it felt like they were trying too hard. Yes. My, yes. my biggest complaint about... There's, I have two complaints about the show. One's a joke and complaint, but there's... The cinematography drove me insane. I didn't mind the sparkle. The sparkle and the lens flare and like they were trying to make glamorous glamorous i didn't mind that it was just a little annoying. it didn't bug me but i get you i get you that that's the really the other one is a joke i'm like why the fuck did they have monet because it was just a weird thing yeah monet priyanka what's her name oh you didn't watch canada drag race i didn't priyanka's cool i love priyanka she i was, like priyanka she was on drag race yeah. she was the priyanka's great <coughs> she did a good job yeah i love priyanka uh i wish i could see she was supposed to come to louisville and she had to cancel a pissed like oh, cool. I love I want to I love her. Mm. I'm, I want to go to Canada just to see her. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. A watch. Yeah. Post Pride Month. Yes. Now that we're trying to make anything up and get everything in here real Cause, quick. Because I ain't too proud. That was a bad. Um, so yeah, so guys. We'll be wait, do we have something to do next week? We'll, we'll be back next week. We- <laughs> do we know? <laughs> Will we be back? Will we be returning? We we will be returning. We're gonna have a show to watch next week. We're gonna talk about that. I don't know which one we're gonna do because we yeah, have I a forgot. couple options. I forgot. Um, so we're not gonna say it on on air because we don't know. Right. We'll, get uh, we'll be we'll be here. But yeah, we uh we took a little bit of break. We're coming back stronger than ever. We will have probably another one towards the end of the year. But uh, I hope you enjoyed and are looking forward to this episode being out now. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yes, as we said, watch throw the show in your list. Give it some some love and attention. And make sure that we get uh, that we keep Kim Cattrall in work because we do not because we stay in Kim Cattrall. She is the best part of Sex and the City, mm. um, to be fair. And we want a show as mediocre as it kind of might be that contains the amount of queer representation that this show contains. On and yes, yes, please clap for that. Yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, we will we will talk to you all next week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And don't forget about Instagram, you guys, at watchornotpod. Don't forget you can support the pod by joining our Patreon at watchornot with J and MJ. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Talk to you soon. Thank you.